when you get clear on your path, when you have clarity in your why, the how takes care of itself, especially when you combine the framing of a realistic time of how and when you're going to accomplish this. Because when you have the clarity of the why and a realistic time frame, that will take away the confusion as to how it's going to get done, eliminate the burden and overwhelm of the timestamp that you put on it, and the realization that doing little by little will allow it to become a lot. Doing little by little allows a little to become a lot. I see my victory so clear. It's a game. Do what you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life is one of the biggest loads of crap that is floating out there. Not just in the world of personal development, but more specifically in healthcare and even more so in pharmacy. If you love what you do, yet you're struggling, you find yourself overwhelmed and just at the brink of anxiety and overwhelm, that will lead you to question your validity of are you doing the right thing? Are you cut out for this? Are you really qualified to be doing what you set out to do? It's not that it should be easy if you're doing what you love. It's are you able to put in the work consistently to overcome the obstacles and build yourself, your skills through the process of growth, both personally and professionally, because you're so committed to your passion that you find it enjoyable, not easy. A lot of times, that's where we trip up, upstairs. And what I'm going to dive into in this part of the Refilled Podcast mini-series on the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast is exactly that. Specifically, I'm going to dive into four fantastic formulas you can use to master your mental health. Just because you're struggling, just because you're finding it difficult in seasons of stress, feeling overwhelmed, doesn't mean that you suck or you're going to fail pharmacy school or you're a terrible pharmacist. It means that you are a human being. It means that you have to work at what you're passionate about, and that's the value. It's not an end goal that you graduate pharmacy school and it's a coast. It's not a clock out where you just get a job as a pharmacist and it's easy peasy. No, no, no. It's that you found your position and now you're working to develop your purpose. It's through the struggle and adversity that you build your strength, that you're able to overcome it and share those struggles and the strengths you've developed as a result of going through them that you can help others to develop that too. And never forget, this too shall pass. 
There's four specific things that you need to do on this journey. When you found your career, your passion, you found that pharmacy is your place, but you're trying to find your space. Maybe you think you found it, but you start to question yourself because of seasons of stress like the one we're in right now. And I'm going to give you four things that you can do that will help you to grow through what you go through. I'm excited for these guys because they're practical, they're no BS, and I know they work because I have used them myself. And here are the fantastic four you need to implement to master your mental health. The first thing you need to do as a pharmacist to really take control and make your mental health a priority is to know your no. That's right. You got to know, K-N-O-W, your no, N-O. Here's the reality as pharmacists. We're working like crazy and it's driving us crazy. Just look around. Go to any pharmacy, any environment, and you'll see people running around driven by passion, but also driving themselves crazy, more so on the inside. And here's the thing. As pharmacists, we are givers. We're healthcare professionals in the profession to help people get healthier. We were led there from either our own personal health journey, a family member or friend member that we want to help. That's what inspired us to look into and lean into the profession. We want to give. We're givers. However, when we try to serve everybody, in every capacity, always saying yes, there's a problem that happens. If you're trying to be all things to all people, you'll end up being nothing to yourself. And that's exactly what started my whole journey in the Fit Pharmacist brand and really like why I do what I do, why I'm so passionate. I started to see so many people that were genuinely good people but they had a problem saying no. They wanted to help so many people that they just said yes to everything. Overextending themselves, staying past their shifts, getting working unpaid, which started to take away from time with their families, started to say no to their own self-care, putting aside working out, putting aside eating healthy and prepping meals, putting aside going to that therapy session that they know they need, but they, quote, didn't have the time, or not doing the meditation, or not diving into a personal development book, or not having difficult conversations with people and fostering relationships because it was taking away from helping other people. Does this sound like you? And it's something that is an alluring trap we want to be givers, but when we try to be all things to all people, that is always saying yes, we end up always saying no to ourselves. And short term, and yes, there are times when that is needed. There are times that can't be avoided. But if you turn it into a habit, that's when self-care becomes non-existent. And over time, it leads to burnout. And ironically, the very driving force becomes the resentment. 
you get into it to serve others, but you put yourself so far on the back burner that you end up burning out and you can no longer serve the people that you sacrificed yourself for. Quite the dichotomy, but we see this all the time in pharmacy. And that's exactly why I started The Fit Pharmacist and why I'm having this conversation with you right now. This is something to really take note on. And if you don't have a clear identification of knowing what your no, N-O is, you're going to be taken for a ride. Because if you don't have boundaries, they won't exist. And here's a real talk truth, and I want you guys to let this sink in. What you tolerate will continue. What you tolerate will continue. This has to do with boundaries with professional relationships, with your job time boundaries, with setting work expectations, with work expectations with your colleagues and coworkers. And most importantly, what you choose to accept with yourself. There's a difference between swimming and not drowning. Think about that. Which would you rather participate in from a metaphorical perspective? Boundaries and borders are extremely important because you have to realize the reality that when you say yes to staying late with all the time, and again, this is different for everybody. This is not a blanket statement where you shouldn't ever stay late or you shouldn't blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Only you know what is a healthy boundary. This is totally different and acceptable for you, your family situation, and a lot of different factors. Only you can decide what this is. But when it comes to boundaries and setting borders for your life, you have to realize that when you give in to demands, when you feel uncomfortable, when you feel pressured, all those sort of things, when you say yes to somebody else, you are saying no to yourself. This is something to really reflect on and consider. There's no blanket statement. It's different for every person, but it's a conversation and reflection you really need to have about yourself, with yourself, knowing when to say no. That is the biggest freeing and empowering thing that you can ever identify. The most powerful word in the English language is N-O, no. You need to understand where that is, how to say it, and how to say it with confidence, and that when you say it, you mean it. Words are nice when you say no to something. However, what you tolerate will continue. So you need to make sure that you know and the people you're talking with know that when you say no, you mean no. The second thing, the second formula to master your mental health is to question your questions. Huh? That's a question. What I mean by this is your quality of life is literally determined by the quality of questions that you choose to ask about your life, your interactions with people, things that happen to you versus for you, in the environment that you're in, and just throughout the day, the thoughts that creep into our mind. Those sometimes seem involuntary, and a lot of times they are, but how you choose to reframe those is totally up to you and will 
literally determine the quality of life you have, but most importantly, the quality and status of your mental health. So looking at the pharmacy, we all have those bad days. We all have those days where we feel stretched too thin. I'm not immune to it either because I'm a human. I know. Here's the thing that can happen when you have a rough day. Whether you realize it or not, questions will start to flood your mind. Questions like, why does this suck? How come this always happens to me? How come I'm underpaid? How come blah, 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 blah. And when the lens is negative and it's asking why the bad things happen, seek and you shall find. I'm not saying to ignore problems and be totally blind and illogically optimistic. What I'm saying is to look at the questions that you are asking yourself, both internally and externally, when you're talking to your friends, your family, or even just venting to yourself. What if instead of focusing on the problems, you shifted that to the solutions, asking empowering questions, not ignoring the problem, but instead of asking about why the problem sucks, asking how could I create a solution to make this problem less sucky? How about that? So instead of focusing on the problem, focus on the solution. And here's something that I highly recommend you practice. This is almost impossible to start when you're in the heat of a negative situation, but if you start this when you're removed from the negative situation, when you're not in the heat of the moment with strong emotions, you can start to build this skill just like a muscle so that when you are in negative situations, when you are in the heat of stress, because you've been developing this, you'll be able to more easily implement this in real time to help divert your attention and focus from the negativity and towards something that will build you up. And the lens that you need to look at when you're forming your questions intentionally about your environment, the people that are in your life, the situations you have or whatever's going on, focuses on the lens of gratitude. Here's a fact. It is impossible to be both grateful and angry at the same time. Think about that. When you get wrong, when you're stressed out, when someone does something wrong and you get screwed or whatever it is, it's easy to be angry. But if you're grateful, what an antidote that would be to going down that dark path. So the question is, not to ask, why is this happening to me, but how is this happening for me? You've heard me say this before. Um, I really urge you to listen to a podcast I did a couple years ago called The Power of Questions. And I'll have a link in the show notes below in the uh, link for this podcast so that you can dive deeper into this. And I give you real examples, really going down the rabbit hole of questions for the impact that they can have on your life. Again, we all have good days and less than ideal days. We all have challenging situations and real talk, we have days that suck. But how you choose to respond and ask the questions about the experiences, the people and the situations that you're in will literally determine the quality of life and status of your mental health. So I ask you, 
what kind of questions are you asking yourself? Instead of just falling into the trap of having those on autopilot, question your questions. The third thing, when it comes to creating a healthy environment of your mental health, is to kiss your overwhelm. What is this crazy fool talking about? Kiss your overwhelm. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple. Silly. PG-13 version. Y'all know the real one. When it comes to overwhelm, it's easy to get even more overwhelmed because you start looking at all the things. Oh, I have to do this, and I have to do that, and I have to do this. And the problem and reason that you get into overwhelm doesn't necessarily have to do with how many things you need to do or should do or have to do or obligated to do, etc. It doesn't matter how many things. The thing that leads to overwhelm is when you look at it in a scope or frame of time. When you try to do any sort of things, whether it's one thing, two things, or 50 things like us pharmacists do, when you take those things and frame it in a short time period, that's how you get overwhelmed. Think about it. Imagine making your bed, having breakfast, and getting ready for work in two minutes. That's overwhelming. Imagine doing that in 60 minutes. Less overwhelming. It comes to how you frame the things that you want to, need to, should do, ought to do. Things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter necessarily about eliminating things. It matters about the time frame that you give yourself, the standard that you put on yourself in when to do the things. So when you try to get overly complicated and becoming this magician of doing all these things and getting overly complex in how fast you need to do them all, you overcomplicate your things. You literally overcomplicate into overwhelm. So the antidote is to keep it simple, silly. The best way to do this is to look at your why. Why are you doing the things you're doing anyway? If you're just doing things to do things and check things off the list, that doesn't really motivate you or keep you committed to following through, does it? However, when you have a reason and a purpose, that's what drives you to do things, especially if that reason or purpose has to do with an idea, a movement, or group of people greater than yourself. When you take that purpose outside of yourself and tie it to a service for a community, for another person, you'll be able to see that you'll follow through way more often than you would do on yourself because we're giving people. And here's the other thing. When you have a strong why, your reason will reap your results. Having a strong why will clarify why and how you do things. And here's something to consider from an African proverb. He who has his why can bear almost any how. It's not figuring out how am I going to get this done. No, no, no. 
It's identifying clearly why you're trying to get the thing done. Because once you have that identified, the how will take care of itself because you'll be so passionate about your cause, you'll innovate and just get to that place of the how. So if you take care and focus on identifying what that why is, I'm not saying work isn't required, oh yes it is, come back to the beginning of this podcast, but the how will manifest and come through the work you do because you're so clear and committed to the why you have in doing the work you're doing. I want to quote literally the master of why, Simon Sinek, who wrote the book and did one of the most famous TED Talks of all time, Start With Why, when he said, working hard for something we don't care about is called stress. Working hard for something we love is called passion. And again, it's about the why. But coming back to the framing of the grace you give yourself in when to complete those things, the timing, that's where you can get overwhelmed, looking at doing too much in a short period of time. So instead of trying to do a lot in a small time, what if we flipped that script and tried to do less in a longer time frame? What if we chunked it down into realistic, practical, and manageable steps so that we could still get to our end goal, but instead of trying to go from the base of the mountain to Mount Everest in one step, we broke it down into bite-sized chunks. Consider this. Inch by inch, it's a cinch. Yard by yard, it's way too hard. When you get clear on your path, when you have clarity in your why, the how takes care of itself, especially when you combine the framing of a realistic time of how and when you're going to accomplish this. Because when you have the clarity of the why and a realistic time frame, that will take away the confusion as to how it's going to get done, eliminate the burden and overwhelm of the timestamp that you put on it, and the realization that doing little by little will allow it to become a lot. Doing little by little allows a little to become a lot. When you start with your why and get focused on that, it will allow you to get clarity on how to do the what. That's the third formula and something to really consider. It's a process to dive into and work through. And once you go through that, you will grow through that. Process. Give yourself time to get clear on that. You will not find your why on day one. You might have a strong reason and, and there might be an event and something else, but if you dive into that as a process and get more into it and keep focusing on it and diving into it, it's going to become a much deeper why. A lot of us have a story that we tell ourselves or that we went through that is the basis and foundation of our why. But as you dive into that and lean into that, it will grow into a much deeper purpose. 
I promise. It's a process, one to be lived through and grown through. If you're a pharmacist like me, you know that one of the most accurate synonyms for pharmacy is stress. And if you're a pharmacist or a pharmacy student feeling like you're stretched to your limit, like you barely have any time to get workouts in, to eat healthy, or even consider mastering your mindset, you're not alone. And I found this to be one of the biggest problems leading to stress, anxiety, and the road to being burned out. That's why I wrote this book, RxU, the Pharmacist Survival Guide for Managing Stress and Fitting in Fitness. This practical guide was written by me, a pharmacist, to give you realistic strategies to master your mindset in managing stress, practically fitting in a fitness routine that works for you, and nail your nutrition in a way that makes sense for your lifestyle. If you want a copy, it's available on Amazon and Kindle. Make sure to click the link in the show notes to get yours today. The fourth one is something super fun. And it's gonna sound nuts, but I promise it'll help you. The fourth formula to master your mindset is to go on a date with yourself. That's right, date yourself. When you have pharmacy, when you look at pharmacists, both as a profession and as a business, The people and entities that are the most successful, that are the most respected, and have the best impact in guiding people to optimal health hinges on one big concept, trust. You cannot get trust without a relationship. And here's a humbling reality. How do you expect to have a healthy, trusting relationship with other people when you don't have one with yourself. Have you ever heard the phrase, you can't give what you don't have? Again, progress over perfection. We're all works in progress. None of us are perfect. None of us are ideal or there or have made it yet. It's an ongoing process. And I urge you not to compare where you are to other people. They have a different path. They have a different calling. Look at you. Where are you? Can you make improvements? Again, not from going from the base of the mountain to the mountain in a day, but taking steps in the daily disciplines you choose to do so that you can grow and process that. Coming back to a concept in one of the earlier formulas in this hinges on gratitude. So I want you to think about this. If pharmacy's tied and hinges on the quality of relationships that we have with our colleagues, with our patients, but most importantly ourselves, could it be that the people you are motivated and inspired by and your mentors that you look up to, could it be that those people that are so happy don't have what you think? Could it be that it's not happy people who are thankful, but it's thankful people who are happy? I'm tying this back to gratitude. Instead of chasing happiness to feel grateful, what if instead you flip the script 
and looked at being grateful for what you have. And by looking at that and feeling that on a genuine level, you then become happy. Instead of chasing happiness and things that you're looking to attain or accomplish, what if instead you looked at what you already have, being resourceful? Because when you do that, you're going to start to feel and experience gratitude. And when you start to feel and experience and practice gratitude, a side effect is happiness. That's what you should be chasing. That's what you should be practicing. That's how you get to happiness is through gratitude. Appreciating what you have and the progress that you have made through your journey. Because when you appreciate things, the things you appreciate, appreciate. So look at and take stock of the things you're grateful for in your life. It's a very simple exercise, but don't discount something just because it's simple. Just saying, oh, I'm grateful for being alive. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about ingraining this into your daily discipline, really feeling and having a realistic acknowledgement of what you actually appreciate in your life. Because what you appreciate will appreciate and grow to a deeper level so that you grow the relationship you have with yourself so that you can share that and have relationship with others. Now, this ties into a question I get all the time. Adam, how do you get so motivated? Adam, how do you have all this energy? Here's how, through gratitude. And when I say date yourself, I want to take you on a journey down memory lane. So if y'all are married, this is for you. If y'all are dating, this is for you. If y'all are single, this is for you. I want you to think back to a time when you were on a date or getting ready to start dating a person you were really excited about. If you're married, Think back to when you were first dating your spouse. If you're in a relationship right now, think back to if you're a guy, when you were dating your sexy senorita or your Italian stallion or whoever that might be, your significant other. Think back to how excited you were to start dating that person. How did you conduct yourself when you were talking to them, there was chemistry or whatever, and the date was set in the future. You had a time, you had a place, and you were ready to rock. You were ready to take that person on the town, ready to show them a good time. You were ready to make sure that they had an awesome experience with you. So I wanna ask you a question. Back in that time, when you were getting ready to show up for that date for that place, did you just roll in or did you get excited? Did you start to bring yourself to your best potential? Starting to get excited and have positive thoughts, being grateful for the date to come and for the opportunity and starting to see like, wow, this is gonna be awesome. Starting to realize that you're going to bring your best self to this interaction. So you start to self-reflect, you know, am I in good shape? Do I need to start working out? How's my diet? Do I need to start that? What about my hygiene? Do I need to start 
brushing my teeth or I need to whiten my teeth or I need to go to the dentist? How am I looking? How's my place? You know, if I'm going to pick them up and take them in my car, does my car need cleaned? I need to tidy up and bring my best self forward. You literally bring yourself to the best version of yourself so that you can bring that to that other person. What if instead of going on a date with someone else like that, you realize that it's not seeking validation from someone else. It's instead bringing your best potential for yourself. So I challenge you to go on a date with yourself because when you do that, you bring out the best in you. You self-reflect and say, how can I be the best version of myself? I want to make a good first impression. Don't tie that to acknowledgement or acceptance from someone else. Give that to yourself because you can't control whether someone else accepts you. You can't control if they show up or cancel the date, but you can control if you show up because it's you with you. You've got to live with yourself the rest of your life. That's reality. So do yourself a favor and date yourself. Find what really fulfills you. That's going to be fun. And it'll allow you to really have a time to sit with yourself. Now that might sound totally awkward and crazy. And if you've never done that before, when I heard that for the first time and that first clicked with me, I thought the exact same thing. But guess what? It works. You start to look at and get awareness of the relationship you have with yourself. You start to realize the inner dialogue and how you view yourself. You start to realize the amount of self-respect you have. And when you have self-respect, you have optimal self-care. And when you're in a good space, you can then give that good space to others. Coming back to, what did I say earlier? You can't give what you don't have. So if you want to have a professional, uplifting relationship with your patients and you want to bring them to a good place and you want to serve them to the best of your capacity and help make interventions to rise them to their best health and work with other healthcare professionals and leveraging your expertise as a pharmacist and really make an impact in others' lives. How are you going to do that when you're not doing it for yourself? What's the cornerstone, foundation, concept for self-care. You can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're not full, how do you expect to fill others up? When you have a strong desire and commitment to investing and ensuring that you are pouring yourself up and having a strong mental health routine intentionally, not I have good days and bad days and whatever happened happens. No, 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 no. Realizing how invaluable you are and that the interactions that you have, the responsibility and the blessing and the position of influence that you have as a pharmacist is so precious for the lives that you are in position to potentially impact 
realizing that, that might just be the why that you've been looking for so that you can start putting the how by leveraging these four formulas to really master your mindset and grow your mental health to a point where you're so empowered with the abilities, gifts, and unique level of influence that you have, you can then see the value that's been within you the whole time, the inner greatness that only you can develop. And I urge you to re-listen to this podcast and see the specific ways, the specific strategies that you can take control and leverage this stressful season to change the response and the go-to bickering, the go-to anxiety, emotional eating, complaining, bad-mouthing the situation and how times are so hard. And while that might be true, how is that serving you? How is that healthy for your mental health? I urge you to flip the script. I urge you to take a moment and really reflect on the environment, the people, the situation that you don't have a control over. You don't have input on that. You can't control the uncontrollables, but what you can control are the controllables. And those stem from, those stem from the reaction that you choose to have from the things you can't control. I hope this was super helpful. Again, these are deep dive conversations, guys. This is not something to listen to and say, oh, that was inspiring. Oh, that was interesting. No, no, no. This is meant to be some really practical exercises for you to take notes on. So if you're driving, listen to this when you get home. If you're listening to this while you get your swole on and you're in the gym, first off, mad props. But listen to this again. Take some notes. Think about which of these would be best suited for where you are right now that would fill your cup so that it would overflow in such richness that you could fill those for those that you serve. I hope you found this helpful, guys. Uh, my goal is to just at least, there was a lot, of, a lot of points here, a lot of strategies that I've used and that have really helped me in my endeavor. But I really urge you to just find one nugget, just one step that you can implement in your daily life that will help you to dispense your full potential and become the person that you aspire to be. If that is true and you found one thing from this episode that would help you, please share this. I put a lot of time into this because I care about you. And I want to know. I, I have no clue if this helped you or if this got some thoughts stirring or this opened up some conversations to have with other people. I have no clue unless you let me know. So let me know. Shout out me on Instagram. Put it in your stories. Make a post. Tag me at the Fit Pharmacist. Leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes so I know that this resonated with you. If this type of content the real world of pharmacy, the stress and the struggle that we all go through, dealing with these and how to really work through them to grow through them and not let them eat you alive, which is unfortunately the standard in our profession. If you want more content like this, please let me know because all this content is made by 
listeners, viewers, followers, and supporters like you who have taken the step to reach out to me and let me know, hey, I found this helpful, or hey, do something on this. I'm struggling in this area. Please do something on this. I create this content for you. It is literally user-generated content. I live in the trenches just like y'all. I love it. I'm one of the few crazy people that really love community pharmacy. I love our profession, and I do all that I can to empower all the amazing people like you that have so much more than I have to give. But I see so many of us succumbing to stress, anxiety, and overwhelm with our responses that allow that flame we have to burn out. My goal is to light you up to a place where you can shine so brightly that you are on a stool in darkness, that you can guide others out of the darkness through your brightness and greatness to inspire them to dispense their full potential. Hope you guys found this episode helpful. I would love to hear your feedback and comments. Find me on Instagram at The Fit Pharmacist on any platform you're listening to. Feel free to share that, tag me, and let me know because I would love to know if I can serve you in any other capacity, in any other area that you're struggling with so I can provide practical strategies to help you overcome and dispense your full potential. Go forth, be great, and dispense that very thing. Much love to you all. God bless.